Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Hello everyone, Suzanne Knaveni-Kolt here from Police Science Doctor, where you get bite-sized police-related research delivered into your inbox every Tuesday if you're on the free Police Science Doctor email list. If you're not already, just Google Police Science, click on Police Science Doctor and enter your details into the registration form that pops up. And then every Tuesday I also go live and try and explain what these snippets mean and put them a little bit into context and I hope that you find them useful, that's why I selected these. So the first of the three snippets for this week is about men's mental health and intimate partner abuse. Adverse childhood experiences, PTSD, that's post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, social isolation, anger, and restricted emotionality in men work together to culminate in IPV as an intimate partner abuse perpetration. So these mental health issues and men are famous for not dealing with their mental health issues, um, as are we all, but I think they find it even more difficult to actually admit that they do need support with something and then actually go and get that support if you don't deal with these things that can actually heighten the risk of becoming a perpetrator of domestic abuse if you are a man. So that is very, very important and needs to be dealt with in order to prevent a cycle of abuse because we know that domestic abuse, if you know, if children are in the household, they experience this, they see their parents having this kind of very volatile and hostile and dangerous relationship, they are more likely to end up as victims or abusers in domestic of domestic abuse as well. The second snippet for today is about analysts and patrol officers. Some analysts feel that patrol officers resist the analysts' findings and products, and that they often have to cite research to try and justify and explain their reasoning to officers, which does improve officer uptake, but it's just quite interesting that they feel they need to justify that, and there's this resistance to be overcome. Both groups like to use their specialized knowledge and experience in their work, so there's quite a bit of similarity between them. But I have spoken previously about the fact that many police officers and staff um, actually don't know exactly what analysts can do, and often their potential is completely unfulfilled because they're not given important and insightful enough tasks to do because people don't know what what the um, what this what this potential is. So there's a bit of a, a you know, a vicious cycle there. And it would take a very assertive analyst perhaps to say, look, guys, this is what I can provide you with. This is what I can do. Let me have a go to prove themselves. But, you know, obviously it would be better if there was a culture in which this was already very common. And the last um, snippet for today, something that I find quite interesting because one of my interests is evidence-based nutrition, is about the dietary pattern of youngsters and bullying. So, you know, the kind of foods they eat on a regular basis. Adolescents with a healthy dietary pattern, which includes beans, vegetables, and fruit, are less likely to be bullies, whilst those with an unhealthy pattern, and they, the researchers describe this as fried food, fries, sausages, biscuits, packaged snacks, packaged snacks, chips, candies, and sugary beverages, are more likely to be both victims or perpetrators of bullying including perpetrating sexual harassment and physical aggression. Now, don't think that this doesn't make sense because it does. If you if you put fuel into your car over and over again, that is really, really bad in quality. You can't expect your car to run on its full potential. 
yet we fail to see of many of us fail to see the connection between what what we put into our bodies to create cells with to regenerate with you know we're rebuilding, rebuilding our skin cells and bone cells and everything on a regular basis and it's no surprise that the, the building materials that we give our bodies if they are lacking in quality whatever they produce you know whatever the rebuilding produces was going to be lacking in quality and it has an effect food nutrition has an effect on behavior and mental health and physical health so those adolescents with a poor dietary pattern, snacks, um, fried foods, junk food, they are more likely to become victims and perpetrators of bullying and, and other offenses. And the links, as usual, if you're on the Police Science Doctor email list and if you got this into your inbox about um, 45 minutes ago, it was sent, you will have the links to the original pieces of research. So the snippets I present here are not my research. They are research from around the world that I think might be of value to you frontline practitioners and those actually working on the ground. So I'm trying to keep them non-theoretical, but actually applicable. I hope that you found these interesting and I'll be with you again next week. Until then, adieu. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam. This is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts.